Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And I'm your host, Leela Winston. I want to thank you so much for uh, tuning in. I want to encourage you to grab your Bible as we go into the Word of God to study it so that we can learn how to practically apply the Word in our lives and also to accomplish the purpose of our lives. I think this is really key uh, as believers. You know, we have to live with an intentionality, and that's really what I want to encourage you to do, is to live with an intentionality in your life about what you're doing. We're not just here, you know, on the earth, asking God for magical favors and things like that. We are here with a purpose, and you need to know what that is because God creates us with purpose, And so we're going to be acting and things are going to be happening and you may not understand it, but I want you to be able to understand that. So we're going to do a study today. It's not quite about purpose, but I think it's really going to help you to actualize your purpose because it's going to give you tools to be able, practical tools that you can use in your everyday life that will help you to actualize your purpose. So let's go ahead and go into the word of God. If you can go ahead and grab your Bible, we're going to go into Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're going to start there and we're going to read down. So that's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. And if you have time later on, I really love it if you would take these scriptures and sort of look at them yourself and, you know, think about what they mean to you and what they may be saying to you in your life. So remember, that's Ephesians chapter 6 and 10, and I'm going to start reading. Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Why take to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about you with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. So I think this is a really powerful um, set of scriptures and we all know this one. We know it really well. Um, We've heard it before. People have talked about it. I know I have heard, you know, sermons on it and so forth. So what we're doing, we're studying so that we can see how that we can practically use this, how it practically works. We're going to kind of break it down. Um, It's actually going to be, you know, um, rather simple, um, but I do want you to be able to understand it because it's going to help you to be able to do a whole lot of other things. So let's go ahead and look at it. And we're going to look at it. We're going to actually start at verse 15. And that's where we're going to start. It says, finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So what exactly does that mean? Oh, just be strong. Oh, just be powerful. No, it means it literally means be empowered. And the word comes from the Greek word, which we get dynamite. 
think about that. It means an explosive power in the Lord and to be strong in his might or ability and force. And that's really what it is. I think sometimes what we do is we want to be strong in our power and God gives us power. He empowers us and that's important. And you need to be confident in that, but you also have to be empowered in the Lord. It literally means force to overcome immediate resistance. That is huge. That is what you're going to have available to you as a believer. And I think, you know, we'd be a lot less nervous and timid about what it is that we want to do if we knew that we had that kind of empowerment, however that may look and however that may work in your life and with your specific gifting. So God gives us power for immediate resistance uh, that comes against us. And we should be strong in the ability of Christ. That's amazing. That's huge. I want you to let that simmer. You know, when you go out into the world, don't go out like some weakling or some timid person or you don't understand what's going on. Know that God has empowered you to do whatever it is that you need to do that day. So you need to wake up in the morning knowing that you can do it. So I just want to remind you that. Now I want us to look at Ephesians uh, chapter 6 verse 11. This is really very key because we go now to when we start talking about the whole armor, the armor of God, which is really something that um, we talk about, but we don't think about how we practically put that into action. And so we're going to do that today. It says Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil of uh, the devil so what does that even mean you know that's you know interesting talk and we say that all the time but what does it mean and we need to be able to really understand that if we're going to have any kind of meaningful conversation about how it actually how do we actually do it so the armor of God is spiritual that's the first thing that you need to understand it's a spiritual armor you know, we have people walking around, they're big and strong, maybe they have, you know, big muscles, maybe they're carrying around big armor and guns and things, but they may be spiritually weak. You know, we see this all the time where people just commit suicide and things like that. You know, he was a big, powerful man and he did it. Well, that's because he's not a spiritually strong and powerful man. Some of the most spiritually and powerful people I've met are really tiny little people. <laughs> and I'm not saying that's as a normative. I'm just saying some of the strongest people I've met are really small, you know. And so it's important to start thinking about a spiritual power, a spiritual armor. And it means we have to be as they say, prayed up, read up, studied up, gifted up, loved up, and obedient. What, do I mean? what am I saying when I say we need to be that? It means that you need to be studying your Bible. You need to be reading it. You need to be praying. You need to have love and have it demonstrated love. And you need to be obedient to what the Lord says. Because the Bible says that the Lord prefers obedience over sacrifice. And too many of us are out here trying to sacrifice when God just wants us to be obedient. <laughs> He wants you to do what's right, okay? <laughs> do the right thing. So the wiles are coming, and that's just the fact of life. A lot of people don't like for you to say that, but it's the truth. You have to be ready, and you have to be ready on a spiritual level so that you can act according to the purpose, your purpose, and God's will. So that's important. That's an important key. And I just want to hone on in on that word wiles, okay? Wiles in this, in the Greek, it's actually a word for method or schemes. So the, the methods and schemes of the devil or his plans. Um, the complete armor of God not only protects you, it readies you to act. 
notice it doesn't say God will stop them, but that you will be able to stand against them. I think that's really important because we do get this idea in, you know, there is a popular idea in Christendom that, you know, God is just going to deliver you from, you know, every wile or scheme. We're always praying, you know, the devil made me do it or the devil did this or no, God is, he's empowered you. Remember we talked about earlier how he's empowered you with this dynamite power, you know, in yourself and also in him. He's empowered you to be able to handle it. Think about that. God has empowered you to go out there. You know, a lot of times we overlook the fact that, you know, when Jesus was walking the earth, that he empowered his disciples and told them to go and cast out demons and go do this. There's actually a scripture where they talk about calling down fire. Say, shall we call down fire? So they could do that. Think. I want you to understand the magnitude of the power that God gave to these men. Okay, his disciples. So you're not some weakling out here. You have access to heavenly power that moves things in places that you can't get into, in people's homes, in people's uh, brains, wherever it is. The Lord, you know, he's doing everything. We have to really rely on that power and what he's doing. Let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. The reason it's important to understand that it is spiritual and that it is a spiritual armor and we're, is, is right here found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickednesses in high places. I want you to let that settle in. Okay, people are going to be doing things, yes, but the only way to do anything on this earth, truly, is to have a body. Okay, and so if you so people will always be the ones doing it because they possess the body, you know, and so you do have these spiritual wickednesses in high places, and that's that's another study that we can totally get on. But right now, we're talking about what you do in relation to those spiritual wickednesses and high powers, those principalities and rulers of the darkness of this world. It says that we wrestle. Think about that. We wrestle. We're fighting against that, not the people. It also says that we put on the spiritual armor because we fight spiritual wars and battles. Okay? Wars and battles. We're fighting wars and battles, but they're not against people. They're against spiritual wars there's spiritual wars and battles if you win a spiritual battle or a spiritual war the person that just that you were having a problem with will just walk away i have experienced that on numerous occasions when you win the war or the battle the spiritual battle the physical one just disappears because it's not about the physical it is about the spiritual and until we begin to understand that we'll always be thinking ah oh, i have a terrible coworker or i can't stand my boss or my mother-in-law is evil or <laughs> you know um whatever you have to start seeing the spiritual element in that and so i want us to understand that now let's look at ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 it says stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. And so this is a very cliche saying that people say, but most people don't even understand it. And you know, for a long time, I didn't really understand it. What does it mean to have your loins girt? And this is a saying that was used back in old times. Um, and we also need to understand how does that actually help us? Well, how does it help you to have your loins girt? That's an important question to ask. 
So what, what does it mean to have your loins girt? Let's find that out first, okay? So how does that even help? It literally means to tie up your waist with a belt so that your clothes don't flop around. And this is one of the first things that he said before he talked about any other armor. He talked about having your loins girt. So it literally means tie up your waist with a belt so your clothes don't flop around. Remember, we just read that we are to clothe ourselves with the complete armor of God. So what that means is, is that we are putting that belt on of truth so that our armor doesn't flop around. Truth holds everything together. You must act truthfully in all things. This will secure you with God and man. And most importantly, it will secure your armor. Now we're talking about putting this armor on, but the first thing he says when you're talking about having armor on is that you need to be girt. And girt means it needs to be all tied up. You take all this armor that we're getting ready to talk about, the helmet, the shield, the shoe, you tie all that up so it's not flopping around. So it's, it's connected together. So it's securely on your body. You do that with truth. That's absolutely important in all aspects of your life. Am I telling you to go out there and tell your business to everyone? No. But I am telling you to be truthful in your dealings with people, truthful in your dealings with yourself. That's really very important. Even truthful with yourself, so important. So your breastplate should be righteousness. And that Greek word here for righteousness is justice. Think about that. It also means righteousness. It means always do what is just and right. Always, always. It covers the chest, and that includes your vital organs, most notably your heart. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, doing the just thing does so much more for your heart than it does for anybody else. Because when you get into a pattern of injustice, of doing things that is not just, is not righteous, that destroys your heart. God says, keep your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. And you can find that in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23. I like to provide some information so that you know where you can find that. The issues of life. What issues are you having in your life? What problems are you having in your life? Are you being just? A lot of times the problems that we're having back home is because we're not being just with others out in the world. And that's just a fact. We keep our hearts by always doing what is right and just by others, ourselves and God. Don't be so intent on accomplishing anything that you forsake justice. It means your assured demise. Remember that. This was the error that the Levites, which uh, caused, um, which caused God to turn away from them and let them go into captivity. There's a Bible study called The Little Things, and I hope you have a chance to read that. It's called The Little Things, and it's on Anchor FM on Love Walk. And it literally talks about why the Lord was sick and tired of the Levites and decided, you know what, I'm going to just let you go, let your enemies do whatever, have their way with you. That happened because they did not practice justice. Justice is, if you cannot practice justice, you will forsake your own heart. And the Bible tells us that our breastplate, the thing that we put on our heart, that protects our heart, our chest, and all our vital organs, he calls that righteousness, which is actually that justice, justice, doing the right thing, what is just. That is what's going to protect your most vital organs in your body, your most vital internal parts in your emotions and in your mind. 
let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 15 it says and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace I think that's so beautiful the word preparation in Greek actually is most often used as foundation so that word preparation it's not necessarily saying you know like some sort of preparation but in a way um, you know when I really stop and think about it preparation I guess a foundation is preparation and so I guess you know the writer decided to use preparation instead of foundation I don't know why they use that but it would make more sense in my mind to say foundation the gospel of the gospel of peace and that means your steps that what directs you there's a scripture that says order my steps in your word Lord what is directing your steps what you do when you get up, how you interact with others. Is it the gospel of peace? Is it a foundation of the gospel of peace? Or is it something else? That's really critical to remember. So critical to remember. And that word there for peace means one. It means wholeness. So it's a whole gospel of wholeness. You shouldn't be acting from a place of dysfunction, but wholeness. And I think that's so key. You know, even though I know we were born in, in sin and there's a lot going on and we're trying to grow and none of us are perfect, the important thing is you're not supposed to be acting from a place of dysfunction. God is supposed to be healing you. That's why reading the word is so important. It says the word cleanses you. Just the word itself. Our faith grows simply by reading the word. You know, so it's so important for you to read the word. It's so important for you to from a place of wholeness or oneness than to act from a place of dysfunction and we know when we're acting from a place of dysfunction we're being ruled by our emotions we're being ruled by our desires and our wants by those three sins the lust of the eye the lust of the flesh and the pride of life sometimes our pride gets the best of us and they have us doing all kinds of things that we know um, will, will hurt us in the end will be detrimental to us in the end so it's important to act from a place of wholeness and not dysfunction and this is why we must know the gospel it's absolutely important to know the gospel not just uh, kind of understand a little bit of it and do you know the gospel ask the average Christian what is the gospel <laughs> if you really want to have an exciting time and you know find out if people really know what they're talking about and sometimes this isn't their fault entirely I guess maybe but it's you know we just don't take the time to really understand the gospel why did Christ come? Why did he shed, shed his blood? And we're going to do a study on that sometime. Um, there's so many things in the Bible that we can study, but let's, let's keep going. I want you to understand also that peace in this place, which means wholeness, it means also to be in a state of national tranquility, exemption from rage, havoc, and the havoc of war. Think about that think about that even if your world doesn't have that you should have it are you full of rage are you full of anger are you full of havoc which is chaos do you have peace inside do you act from a place of peace it's so important find that wholeness get alone still with God let's go ahead and look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 16 because in that we see that faith when we talk about faith and we're talking about the shield of faith it's compared to a shield okay and shields are used they're a kind of armor that's used to block all the blows that you can see coming okay that you can see coming a shield is a kind of armor that blocks blows that you can see coming so let's read Ephesians chapter 6 16 it says above all taking the shield of faith with which you 
shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So we know that righteousness is a breastplate and so it's protecting our heart and our vital organs. It blocks all the blows that we don't see coming. So justice, righteousness, righteousness, being just, being right, it blocks all of the, the things that are coming at us that are bad, that we can't see coming, that we didn't know would hit us. That is what righteousness and justice does, okay? And the thing that's different about faith is that it blocks the blows that we can see coming. This is why we walk by faith and not sight. As it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 and 9, when we see those things that contradict our Lord, we block it with faith. We use something spiritual against something that we see coming with the eye. Just in the same way a warrior blocks with his shield when he sees something coming at him. I want you to understand how you use faith. And uh, too often, you know, when we see something coming that contradicts the word of God, we believe that instead of using the faith to block it, <laughs> you know. But that's when you need your faith the most. When you can see something that's coming that contradicts your Lord, that is why you absolutely have to learn what is in your Bible. You absolutely have to learn what it is um, that faith is to you and to your walk with God. So um, many times, you know, uh, I would just say that when we talk about faith, we don't have a full understanding of it. And I want you to be able to understand what that is. So let's go on to the helmet, okay? Finally, it tells us to put on the helmet of salvation. That's in Ephesians chapter 6 and 17. And I'm going to tell you a little secret. Uh, a lot of times, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really understand why um, we said that salvation, you know, it said that salvation was uh, the helmet. Like, why is salvation the helmet? Shouldn't that be on your breastplate? Isn't that where your vital organs are? Why is salvation... The helmet and I'm gonna tell you why and I finally got it finally understand it after prayer and much time in the Word of God but I finally got it it's because salvation gives us peace of mind in Christ that no matter the outcome we are set on a course for salvation accomplishing his will and there's such peace of mind in knowing and it keeps your heart clear it keeps your head clear it really keeps your head clear Having salvation keeps your head clear. When other people are muddled up in the head, your head will be clear. It makes you to understand the world better, knowing you are already rescued and you are on a course for victory in the completion of your purpose. Paul said, I have fought a good fight and now is laid up for me a crown of righteousness in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. He has peace of mind. And let me tell you something, not many people have that. Even those that are building businesses and empires to the sky, people who are contending to, with kingdoms and people who are, um, you know, fighting in the military and sacrificing in the military, um, doing whatever you might think that seems great, you know, whatever it is, if you're building a business, you know, if you're contending for a kingdom or a country or you're in some military sacrificing your life, a lot of people, they just do not have peace of mind that what they are doing is right or that it even matters in the end and that there is even anything good awaiting them for their sacrifice. Can you say that? Not many people can. 
But with Christ, you can. You can know that what you're doing matters. You can know that, you know, the life that you live, the sacrifices that you make, they have a purpose. You're not just doing stuff for a paycheck or doing something for a fictive kingdom that may disappear in 10 years. You're not just doing something that maybe in the end you might find out you were hurting the wrong people. God is sovereign and we need to understand that and salvation helps you to know that it gives you that peace of mind that so many others who are fighting true battles they're fighting battles they're they're sacrificing they're giving their time and their life and you know but do they have the peace of mind of knowing that it's really the right thing to do no but you do so I want to take us to the final verse it tells us to take up the sword and that is a spiritual sword it is the word of God and I want you to think about that the word of God is so power that it's even God the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God I want you to understand that okay the word is powerful the word of God is always compared to a sword in the Bible and I want you to imagine that if believers do not read or study the word of God they go into the world and they face the wiles of the devil unarmed are you armed with the word of God if you're not studying then you're not God is how you fight God is how you fight the word of God is how you fight there is a popular song um, that uh, is really nice I like it it talks about how praise and worship is is how you fight I think that's how it goes but that's actually not true you don't fight through worship you don't fight through praise fight through the Word of God that is so key to understand you know and that's why it's so important to read the Word of God and to not just read it but understand it so that you can apply it because if you think that worship is how you fight then you will be pr start <laughs> crack out your you know, you know, praying and worship and singing when you really should be thinking about the word of God and that's how you fight. You know, worship is something that you do unto God. It's, it involves sacrifice. So, you know, then we learned that when we did our studies on what it meant to be a royal priesthood. So it's important to understand that it is the word of God. And there's this, this importance there for us to understand it because it will guide you and give you intel that others cannot account for. It will give you wisdom and most of all, equip you to accomplish your purpose. It's going to help you know the Lord, your God, to act as a royal priest. And it's going to help you also to equip the saints to evangelize the lost and to provide you with a defense in spiritual battle. The word does so much. That's why it's important for you to know it. That's why it's important for you to study it. So when I say you need to read the word... I'm not just telling you that because it sounds good or you want to look holy. A lot of times people don't even know I'm reading the Bible when I am. I don't think I look holy when I read the Bible. But it's important to read the Bible because that's going to be your word. It's going to be your strength. It's going to give you so much. It's going to change your life. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in to this Bible study. I pray that you are blessed by it and that it gives you some context, some practical steps on how you can apply it. Remember, use your faith for the things that you see that's coming against you that you can see. Righteousness and justice, that's going to protect you from the things that you can't see. Your helmet is going to be salvation because you have this 
assurance that you're rescued and that what you do matters. The preparation of peace that will be on your feet, that is going to direct you in the things that you should do. You're going to act from a place of wholeness and not dysfunction. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you will take your time and study that scripture. It's Ephesians verse uh, 6, I'm sorry, Ephesians 6 verse 10. I think it's down to 8. If you can read that and study it and see what it is saying to you. I pray you're well. I want to encourage you to um, leave a message here at Anchor. If you have any questions, if you want to contribute to Letters to God, I'd be happy to feature your question. Uh, also, uh, if you want to support, you can support directly at Anchor FM and support the ministry. I'm on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Overcast, a number of places, including Spotify. So you can listen in. And if you want to support the ministry, I pray that you do. Go right ahead and support. And I pray that God blesses you this week. Bye.